Good afternoon and welcome to Tree Talk episode 145. Myself, Jack Neville, and Matt O'Callaghan of the Weekly Observer and Veil Star. And another hectic weekend of Limerick action. I know I say it every week, but just in the times we're in, everything is coming down on us at once. We have a Munster fine to look forward to. I look back on the, the footballers' exit from Munster. The Camogie, senior Camogie side, kick off their All-Ireland campaign this weekend. You also have ladies football that were out last weekend and have another game this weekend. Um, we had the minors Camogie side losing a Munster final last night. We have some club action to look forward to and a few more bits to get through. So do stay tuned. The impression the game, you get old with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go out and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Kilkenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods. Can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Shorty Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea. He deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the war court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact that that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? No sympathy in this game for anybody. Uh, again, every week, like we say, you'll see that Kieran inspirational point to Kieran Carey. Um, today we'll we'll touch on the Munster final, but there's a full preview coming on Thursday with myself, Matt, and Kieran looking ahead to, to this uh, Sunday's Munster final between Tipperary and Limerick. I suppose for anyone watching now or tuning in anytime, make sure to leave your comments. Tell us what you think is going to happen this weekend, and we'll touch on them. But uh, we'll do a bit about the Munster final match, just for those that, that can't listen to the preview with Kieran. Um, we heard from John Kiley last night. There seems to be a real confidence in Kiley after it was probably a below-par performance against Cork. But winning by eight points and not playing your best will give any team great confidence. At will, Jack. And uh, if there was one thing about John Kiley last night, he, he, was, he was brutally frank and... Um, he, you know, he he put no tooth in it that that they didn't play up to the par or up to the the level of expectation that he expected. And um, like he he did point out that um the, the focus um for the for the last um since since the monster semi final has been in addressing the shortcomings I suppose that were that manifested themselves in 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 that semi final win over Cork. But you know, if if you take raw statistics, Jack um. They're they're impressive. Um, uh, you touched on it there. Um, like you win by eight points, you hit 20, 20 wides. Um, you're visibly playing below par. Um, like you're not reaching the level that you that you reached last year. It's it's it, 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 it's a good place to be. But the challenge and the trick, of course, is um, to get back to where you want to be and and and. Where 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 you where you were, and um, the, 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 that that was what was facing John Kylie for, for for the last two weeks. Um, but um, it, it, it's certainly going to be a very very interesting final, and it, 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 it's 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 a final that you know the pride and passion for hurling in 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 in, in Tipperary is extraordinary, and. Like they, they, they will be smarting from um, their two most recent meetings with Limerick in the Munster final in 2019 and 
in the Munster semi-final in, in Cork last year, um, where you know they, they were on the receiving end of drubbings um, by 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 their standards. So they 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 will not be short of 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 motivation um, for Sunday. So. It, it promises to be a very, very interesting game. And as you rightly said, like we, we, we discussed it with Tiran Carey there early on, a very, very, got a very interesting insight from one of our greatest hurlers, if not our greatest hurler, um, as to what he thinks about the, about the Munster final and, and where this, this, this Limerick team are presently at. Certainly they weren't at full capacity, but I have been of the opinion for some time Jack and 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 during the league because of the different nature and to a certain degree complex nature of the the, the scheduling of games this year, whereby you had the um, the leagues running straight into the championship, which was an unusual situation. I I, I felt that possibly you know, and I, nobody has told me that this is the case, but looking from the outside and surmising. Um, that um, that Limerick have said to themselves, right, you know, um, for Ireland, the map is drawn. You 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 beat Cork and beat whoever comes in the Munster final, you win All Ireland semi final and a final. If you can peak for those four games, um, yeah, Bob's your uncle type of thing. And you, you know, that's a measurable improvement. Um, I. In Limerick's performance against Cork, over that type of performance um, uh, that that they showed during the league campaign, because I I I, I suppose Limerick's um, league campaign um, there's just one word that, that 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 comes to mind too, which I believe describes it, and that was in, an indifferent campaign, and and um, but I, I thought it was while Limerick were well shot of 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 of. Um, what we know they're capable of and what they showed last year um, in that semi-final win over Cork, there certainly was um, a, a clear movement in the right direction towards getting back to their peak. Yeah, and we again, we won't touch it too much because there's a full podcast on that coming tomorrow. But another thing that John Kiley mentioned, and it's unfortunate that Mike Casey isn't in contention for that. We had heard probably three or four weeks ago that... Mike would just miss the semi-final, but would be there for a final if there was one. But he, he's hurt himself again. Now, it isn't the knee, thankfully, but four or five weeks um, after getting back with his club is awful disappointing, isn't it? Jack, it, 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 it's appalling news, and one can but feel gutted for Mikey Casey. Um, um, you know, John Kylie was at extraordinary length, went to extraordinary lengths, um, to, to, to explain the difficult road that he had to get to where he was um, uh, and, and, and the manner in which he approached it and then to come back and to incur that injury on, on, on your first day back. And, and lo and behold, um, uh, John, John um, pointed out again the way um, that he has, he has accepted the news and, and, and um, is, 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 Gung-ho again to get himself back fit. Um, an extraordinary player, an extraordinary individual. I'm, I, I'm so, so sad and I'm sure I, all, all I'm doing is ventilating um, uh, the feelings of everybody across this county 
um, you know, about Mikey Casey, a fantastic hurler who has been dogged with very, very poor luck for, for, for the last 12 months. And let's hope he gets back sooner than later. And that, um, as you said, let's hope that he'll have a good run with Napiersik in the championship this year because if any fella deserves to be back on the field playing the game he loves, it's Mikey Casey. Yeah, I echo those sentiments about seeing him uh, for Napiersik and hopefully in, in the green jersey. But all here anyway, that uh, wish the best luck to Mike Casey and his latest setback. And look, he, he's a determined young man. He, we will see him back, but it's just a shame that we won't see him on Munster final day. Um, we might leave it there for the Munster final mess because we've 40 minutes uh, um, coming tomorrow on that game. And there's plenty of other to look forward to and look back on. And I suppose we'll start by looking back on last Saturday in the Gaelic rounds. Um, Limerick lost 116 to 11 against Cork in the Gaelic Crowns. I suppose, what was your initial thoughts after the game? Um, eight points in the difference probably wasn't very fair, but Cork were deserving of the win. Yeah, I I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. And I I, I, I think Billy Lee, um, in that interview he gave after the match, which was an excellent interview, by the way, um, I, I, I thought he summed it up when he said, you must remember, he said, Cork are at the top of Division 2, we are at the top of Division 3. And there is the difference. And I think that graphically summed it up. All right, there were not eight points between it and the day. And, um, you know, Billy went to, you know, he, he outlined and he contrasted the reaction of Limerick there. Two years ago in Cork, they conceded an early goal. And as he said, the floodgates opened, which they did. We conceded an early goal this time, but the floodgates did anything but open. You know, uh, over the course of the game, Jack, I thought Cork were able to get their scores that little bit easier. And they certainly, they, they, they threatened every time they, 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 they came forward. Limerick didn't seem to carry the same threat and, 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 and the same bite. Now, Danny Neville had a wonderful chance to, um, a wonderful shot at goal. You know, he did everything right, um, but it was just off target. Had that gone in, we could have been taught, we, we may now be talking about a different scenario. But like the, the defeat comes, like nobody can say, uh, you know, that it, it, it was, it, it was a disappointing year for Limerick football. Um, like in my view, um, they have stepped on a bit. Um, they, right, they've, they've consolidated in Division 3. Um, came within a few kicks of a ball of, of, of um, being, being in Division 2. And, and we saw how close and how unlucky Derry were last week in that, in that fantastic game with Donegal. You know, that, that we're there and we can rub shoulders with, 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 with the like of these but um, getting back to Billy Lee's summation of it again, Jack, um, I think he, he is spot on. Like Cork are playing at a different level on a day-to-day -day basis if you talk about the league. And that we are playing at that level below. And the, the, the results reflected that. Maybe the margin didn't reflect it. But it, all it did, of course, was, I suppose, if you take it in its totality, uh, a disappointing day for Limerick football, 
disappointing 48 hours for Limerick football because, of course, as we know on Thursday evening, the, 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 the under-20 side went out of the Munster Championship to Tipperary. And um, again, the, the, the scoreline, um, uh, you know, if you take a superficial analysis of the of the scoreline, you you would say that um, um, Limerick were probably unlucky, but I, I think the scoreline um, flatters Limerick a small bit in that Brian Ahern, um who came into the game and started as a sub, Brian Ahern from um, from um, from Bradford, and I thought made a huge impact and got a cracking goal with, with, with literally the last kick of the game, and you you know, but. The damage was well done at that stage, and Limerick enjoyed a period of dominance, um, which which Jerry O'Sullivan conceded after the game. They did, they did a period of dominance in the first half, Jack, but did not reflect it on the scoreboard, and yeah, it came back to haunt. Yeah. And they went a period, um, a considerable period, without getting a score, and you know you, you just can't do that. Yeah, I think inaccuracy probably was was the major costing factor for the under twenties. Um, but there's a lot of there's a lot of players that we saw at night that we'll see in, in the senior squad in, in the coming years. But I don't want to come away from the from the, the senior game yet, Matt. I just I suppose you mentioned that goal that Cork got, but it was a double whammy that Limerick lost Donald O'Sullivan in the collision. And again, best wishes to Donald. I, I presume it was a concussion, if anything, or a head injury. He got a, a nasty blow. But Aaron O'Sullivan, yeah. in his debut, did excellently well. Um, didn't concede a goal, kicked his 45. But how big of a loss is it to concede a goal and your captain in the second minute of a game? Like, it, Could that be the reason for the loss? It's, it's, it's a huge loss. It, it's, a, it's a huge loss, Jack. That, 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 that's it. And your kick-out strategy and everything. Like, Donald O'Sullivan has been such an integral part of, of, of the... Of the Limerick football setup for nearly a decade now, Jack, and and um, in 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 Don Sullivan, you 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 get a goalkeeper, you get a footballer, but you also get that very very important ingredient. You get a leader. Uh, he's he's been a leader. He's he's been somebody that that um, that, that, that that doors on the panel and doors coming into the panel look up to. And and there there is no way that we can quantify um, the, the loss of Don O'Sullivan um, in so early in the game. It it was obviously a concussion, and we wish Donald the very best to get back to his, you know. Um, let's hope he's feeling better better at this stage. But um, the answer to your question is simply, Jack. It was a huge loss. Now I'd like to concur with, with what you have said there about Arno O'Sullivan. I, 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 I thought um, for a, a man that has come in that um, according to Billy Lee and, and, and I wouldn't for one minute doubt him, um, yeah. was wearing a Limerick jersey for the very first time. Like, and he, you know, he kept a clean sheet after that and, and um, he went up and he kicked the 45. Um, you, you know, so like he brought a lot of the... Uh, you know, he just didn't bring the name to the goalkeeping job. He brought a lot of Donald O'Sullivan's attributes as well. And like it was a smashing debut for, 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 for Arno O'Sullivan. And like it confirms to Billy Lee 
that, you know, in, in that number one position, which is becoming more and more important by the day because we, we, we see the importance of the uh, Nicky Quaid's of this world, the Stephen Tuxtons of this world, um, and the impact and the influence of goalkeepers in, 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 in the modern game. So Billy now knows like that he, he you know, rather than having a non-tested uh, standby for the, for the goalkeeping slot. He he has he is a young man that can that can step up to the occasion. Yeah, and certainly Aaron did step up. But as you mentioned, that kick out strategy. Um, I think it just it didn't, and not through any fault of anyone's liberty. I think just Cork got the ball out from their kick outs just that bit easier, and were able to build. Whereas Limerick found it that bit more tough, and it's it's reflected in the scoreboard in the end. But a huge learning year for Limerick, and I just. I know, I know myself that every week that Limerick play Harlan, that I probably single out Sean Finn, and it's probably right to do so. But for Limerick last day in the fullback line, like Brian Fanning, Sean O'Dea, and Michael Donovan were outstanding with the the threat the Cork posed with Brian Hurley and Luke Connolly and these lads. And the, I just think them three deserve a mention as well. Oh, they absolutely do. And they, they, then in the course of the game, like Ronan McCarthy had the luxury of throwing in, throwing in the experienced Mark Collins. Um, mm. Who knows a thing or two about a thing or two about about scoring goals? Um, they, 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 they did very very well, I thought. Now we all knew um, coming into this year, and you, you know he has he has he has um, confirmed it year in year out um, about uh, the the ability of of, of Sean O'Dea, um, excellent footballer, Sigerson Cup medal winner with UCD. Um, uh, but certainly, it, it 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 has been an absolutely fantastic year for Brian Fanning and Mike Mike Donovan. They 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 have nailed down um, those positions. Um, Brian Fanning again was outstanding last last um, last Saturday. Absolutely outstanding. A fantastic fantastic year for him. And I suppose, in a way, um, it was a small help to Arno Sullivan um, when he came in. That the man immediately in front of him. Was 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 one of his club mates. It may have helped helped him to settle, and uh, you know a club mate that who who was on the top of his farm and was in the top of his farm from the start of the game last last Saturday. Yeah, uh, just a great performance throughout the year from all the lads, and I suppose just kind of to, to close the year for Limerick, Matt. Another another positive year, um, solidified the place in Division Three, third Munster semi final, um, on the bounce. Limerick have probably moved up a level and it'll be an onus on the players to just move that further next year. But Billy Lee's tenure of not officially came to an end on Saturday, but he's five, he's two years out of his three-year term have come to an end. How important is it that Limerick football get Billy Lee on board again with uh, the progress he's made in his five years? Crucial. In a word, Jack, crucial. Crucial. It's a, it's a huge contrast from... 2017, his first year to now, and it's it's great to see. And if Liverpool had to make that next step, they need Billy at the helm. What he has done has been phenomenal, and I've said this, and and at the risk of um, uh, boring the people that are looking and listening to us, um, uh, what Billy Lee went through at one stage one year when over 50 players refused to come into the county panel. There's another person in this country or another person involved in management that wouldn't have walked away. He stuck with it, stuck with it, and full credit. And you know, a, a, any success that, that 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 they get has to reflect on 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 his 
his good management and his management skills and that of his backroom team. Yeah, well, I just think it, it reflects Conrad. Yeah, yeah, but he he, he 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 talks about teamwork off the on the field. He also talks about it off the field, and and when it, when it, when it comes to um to, to doling out kudos, he he's very liberal at doling them out at at his backroom colleagues. In in that short interview, um he 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 um he, he doled out kudos to Adrian O'Brien and rightly so, and and to, and and to Brian Bigley, and like. Billy Lee is, is his philosophy is teamwork on and off the field, but what he has done, and he hasn't changed Limerick football. He's tra he's transformed it. Yeah, and I just leave it with this uh, in relation to Billy Lee. I remember, as you said, rightly said, there was a couple of years back there was fifty players that are didn't refused or weren't able to make it onto the panel for one reason or another. And then this year, you obviously have the bones of forty players in Billy Lee's squad. He have twenty squad. And then you have a third squad then for players that missed out in 20s and didn't quite make the cut for the senior squad. So to go from not having 50 players to probably having 70 or 80 players involved now is just a true testament to Billy. And please God, we'll see him at the helm in 2022 and we'll have eight games in Division 3 to look forward, or seven games in Division 3 to look forward to. But another, another positive year for Liverpool football and that's all that needs to be said for us. Uh, don't, 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 don't qualify eight games, Jack. Let's let's be optimistic. We will have eight games. We'll have a Division Three final. Yes, <laughs> and we'll have we'll have fans at all those games. But uh, another yeah. positive year. Look, obviously, straight after defeat, it's going to be disappointing. But when Billy Lee and Shamey and Brian Begley and all the lads look back, and all the players involved, another positive year, another year of growth. So onwards and upwards for twenty twenty two for the Limerick footballers. And look, we'll see them all in in club championship, and that's where it turns to now. But Moving on to ladies football, again, another disappointing weekend for, for football and this time for the ladies last weekend in Callan. Uh, 113-16 to against Wicklow. Um, I suppose seven points against the heavy favourites for the championship in the first round is not the worst result when you can take in two sin bins as well, but um, it, there is that bit of a bit of a gap there to Wicklow at the moment. There is, yeah. Um... They played in Division Three, of course, of the league. They're the the only one of the five teams in in the junior championship that that played in Division Three. Probably had a head start and are favourites from from the start um, to win the championship. And I I have to say, overall, I was a bit disappointed with the Limerick performance. Um, Twenty five minutes gone, it's Limerick won four. Um, uh, Wicklow four points. Um, you know, and the whole 35 minutes after that, Limerick could only muster two points, which is which is a small bit alarming. It, it was definitely a disappointing result. Now, um, you can sugarcoat it by saying that 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 um, uh, it was against the strongest team, and that that is an undeniable fact. But like it, it, it gives you very little elbow room now. All right, four out of five are qualifying. But like it, it moves the game against Derry, which is on in Kinnegad at two o'clock on Sunday. It moves it almost into the category of a must-win game. If 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 you are to make the semi-finals, now they they'll say I'm talking rubbish um, when you have four games. And four to qualify out of five, 
But like, if, if you're to lose a second game, if you lose your first two games, there is very, very little elbow room left. Um, now, they're facing a, a, a Derry team um, who Limerick have a fantastic record against as late as last year's championship and league. Limerick um, had a huge win over them in the league last year and had very, very comprehensive win over them in the championship. But we have a Derry team that, that, that um, had a poor league and got hockeyed in the Ulster final by, by, by Antrim. And lo and behold, last Saturday, they came back and beat Antrim in the All-Ireland Championship. So, like, um, what has gone before and, you know, our record against Derry, whilst, whilst it is impressive, um, it, it doesn't give us the right... Um, to think that, that we're going to go up to Kinnegad and just, just turn them over. Um, I, I, I think they might have a battle in their hands here. They, they, now, Donald Ryan did say in his interview afterwards, um, we just have got to drive on, park the Wicklow result and focus on Derry. And that's exactly what they've got to do. Limerick's focus now must be um, is to get that vital first win. It is absolutely crucial that they get that first win because, right, they're playing Derry next week. The following Saturday, I, I presume it will probably be Kinnegad or Kinna somewhere up around the Midlands anyway, um, they're playing Antrim. And then they finish with a game with Carlo. So, like, this is the cut and trust of the premier competition um, that the girls are, are, are competing in. And, like... Certainly, they, they, they've just got to pick it up. Like, no doubt whatsoever about it. Um, Caroline Hickey was a huge loss. Um, uh, we flagged it last week that Caroline wouldn't, would not be playing in that she plans on going abroad um, in, in mid-August sometime. I just wonder, should, should we have used Caroline during the league up to the time she was about to depart and help us get over the, 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 the hump of qualifying? But it is what it is now. Um, definitely, there isn't a doubt about it. Um, Wicklow, are, they're a sharp team. Uh, they're an accomplished team. Now, look at Limerick's record um, this year in, in, in defence of Limerick's record. They have played four games. And this, this is a slightly anomalous situation in, 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 in the ladies' football structures, Jack. They have... Um, They've played four games, and three of them are against division, you know, against intermediate sides or, or division three sides. So um, the, the, the only game that they played and they won was a game against the only team that they played that was at their own level, full stop, Carlo. Like, Offley are playing intermediate, Leitrim are playing intermediate, Wicklow. Are, were, were um, playing in Division 3. Like, the, the three of the four opponents that they have met so far in 2021 are exposed to football at a higher level. Yeah, I suppose yeah. when you're when you're saying that, we'll probably get a better gauge of where this Limerick team are when they play Derry, who, as you said, were in, in the same league as them. But looking at Derry, then, they've, as you said, the last both their league games and then they go on and win the first round of the championship. So it will... It'll definitely be back to the wall against or back to the wall for Donald's side because if you go into a third week on the bounce with two losses, 
that pressure in the third game against Antrim will be huge. So crucially vital that they get the win this weekend, as you said, in Kinnegad. Um, I, I think it's crucial, Jack. Absolutely crucial. But I have faith. I have faith that, you know, when they will come up against their own level, that they won't be found wanting. Like, they, they, they had a decent performance, I thought, uh, against Offaly in the first round. Now, the performance against Leitrim was patchy, patchy enough, fell behind and that sort of thing. But, you know, I, I thought for a while in the first half last Sunday, um, whilst Wicklow may have been slightly on top, um, but the scoreboard after 25 minutes didn't did not reflect that. So, uh, you know, I, I, I genuinely thought that they were in with, with, with a decent shout of, of making Wicklow fight all the way. But um, it didn't happen. But I, I still have confidence, as you rightly said, that they're, they're now facing three teams that are at their own level. So, um, let, 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 uh, let's hope it's onwards and upwards here. I, I think that they can get over Derry. I, I honestly believe that they can because you, you 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 don't know what dynamic is between counties, neighboring counties. Like we, we spoke about the, the dynamic of Limerick and Tipperary in in in, in the hurling, Derry and Antrim up there in the far north. You, you just don't know what's between counties like that 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 threw up that result. But um, it it, it was an important result because um in in the last game of the group stages. In 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 um, in in um, Antrim, pushed Leitrim very 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 close. Led them most of the way as Leitrim only won it in 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 the last couple of minutes. So Antrim can be that bad, and Derry certainly can be that bad if they if they if they beat Antrim. So it's going to be let's say a tricky test, but I think Limerick will probably have the trumps. Yeah, and I I earn that side as well. And look. A win over a team that gives you a bit of that confidence and kickstart the season. You go on to Antrim then with that that pep in your step. But like that's all ahead of us. That that's this Sunday. You said at two o'clock, available on the LGFA portal. I suppose bridging then into Camogie and I don't know. Should we say it now? But the issue with the dual players is going to arise now, starting from this weekend. Obviously, the footballers are on their own um, last weekend. Before we get into the Camogie game against Wexford, um, can you see any way to rectify? that scenario where you could have girls playing two games in 24 hours or even unfortunately in the same day? Uh, not, not, not in the present condensed structure of the fixtures. I, I can't, I'm afraid. Um, something has got to be done about it. Limerick have the problem. Cork have the problem. Um, <coughs> Cork have Libby Coppinger. Hannah, Hannah Looney um, um you know, they, 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 they're in Maeve Cahillan. They're, 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 they're involved with the footballers at 2 o'clock on, on Saturday in Tipperary Town and are involved with the Camogie in in, um, in um, Parky Wren at 2 o'clock on Sunday. We have we have a similar situation whereby we have Anya Cunningham and um, um, Roisin Ambrose who will be involved with the Camogie at 2 o'clock on Sunday. Oh, sorry, five o'clock on Saturday. Five on Saturday. Five on Saturday, and and then we, we, those girls will will have to hightail it, and and um, to to Kinnegad. You know, it 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 it, it predicts it 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 presents it, it presents a bigger dilemma now for 
Donald Ryan than it does for Pat Ryan. Because Pat Ryan can go in with a clean sheet. His game is first. Play his girls. Um, first round of the championship. And um, that's it. But Donald Ryan is faced with the decision. Do I play the girls? Who less than 48, uh, less than 24 hours ago had a hard Komogi game. It's it's a big, big call. And he, uh, if, you know, um, I, 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 the answer to you, I, I don't know what the answer to this conundrum is. And um, like, uh, it, it, it's boring talking about it now because it's going on for so long. And like, while superficially at least, um, there looks to be a solution to it if you play one one day and the other the day after, um, 24 hours later, um, rather than playing the two on the same day and forcing players um, to hop from one venue to another or worse still, the two games are at the same time. It's not a solution. It's, it's, it's yeah. only camouflaging over the problem. Yeah. That's all. It's only, and it, 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 it's interesting that um, and Gary had a program on 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 um, RT about women staying in sport and keeping a sport like. But um, if we're going to be burning out players um, with 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 this jewel thing, you know, um, we're, we're going to lose players, Jack. And God knows every player yeah. is wanted in all codes. So. Um, Unfortunately, Jack, I cannot enlighten you as to what the solution is. Yeah. But what it, I yeah. can enlighten you is that it has to be found. Yeah, there's, it, there's definitely a problem there. And look, it just comes down to player welfare because you know from these players that they, they'll play seven days a week in the green jersey, but it's just not sustainable. And it's a credit to players that are giving it, giving both codes a go because it's brilliant to see them playing. But look, it, as we it said, is, it's not sustainable. Because they're of that mindset. You know, they just want to get out and playing now. And I, 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 I've spoken to a, a couple of our girls that have been involved in, the, in that. I imagine Matt will be back there a second because his thing is still going. But yeah, it, it just comes down to the issue of player welfare for, for these girls that we know from Limerick that just want to represent their county. They want to wear that, that green jersey and... Look, it's a, I guess I said it's a credit to them that they're they're putting themselves on the line like that, but they shouldn't be forced to do it. And whether it's play games midweek and weekends, I don't know what the solution is. I suppose a lot of a lot of um, counties are in a difficult situation at the moment that they have to contend with playing games over a short period of time. But anyways, Limerick play Wexford this Saturday at five o'clock in Newcastle West in the first round of the All Ireland Senior Camogie Championship. I suppose. Limerick will come into the game as favourites, um, having operated in Division 1, ran Kilkenny and Galway very close. Um, Kilkenny and Galway obviously in last year's um, All-Ireland Final. I just have Matt back now. I'm just moved on there, Matt, onto a preview of the game. I'm just saying, look, it's a situation that needs to be resolved, but we're not going to resolve it here. We have a game to look forward to at 5 o'clock um, on Saturday. Limerick will probably be favoured, just considering they played in Division 1, Wexford were in Division 2, but... Wexford are somewhat of a sleeping giant. They've had a few tumultuous years, to say the least. But you can't you can't underestimate the Wexford coming into a Camogie Championship. No, no. And, um, you, you know, it, it has been a turbulent period for, for Wexford Camogie. 
like if we were having this discussion 10 years ago, um, we would be, the, the, the narrative would be surrounding um, Wexford winning the All-Ireland Singer and Intermediate Championships on the one day, which they did, um, completed a spectacular <coughs> Dublin. It will it, give you a sense of how far from grace they have they have fallen. Now, they, 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 um, obviously, there has been a transition from a golden age of players um, who have now moved on to retirement and, and replacing them isn't always very easy. And... Um, uh, but the, the transition to the new group has been dogged by behind the scenes discord and all, all that sort of stuff. But uh, they seem to be back on track now. They, 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 they've brought in a manager. He's a cartman from Bally Cotton. We've lost, we've lost Matt again. Um, yeah, it, it, it has been a, a fall for grace for for for, for Camogie over the years. Um, one of the, the superpowers, if not the superpower in Komogi for so many years, um, as Matt rightly points out there, a senior and intermediate um, All-Ireland final we have one day doesn't come around very often, but for whatever reason, it's been very turbulent up there in recent years. They got the league semi-final. Um, they were beaten by Down um, in Division 2. Wexford will feel themselves they should be operating in the top tier, whether that will come to fruition. But... It's a difficult game for Pat Ryan. He's seen to face into. Obviously, the last time we saw them was that Munster final against Cork, four twenty to two nine. And I suppose Cork, Kilkenny, and Galway are, are the three teams you look up to and the teams you want to be going against. And for Limerick to lose by the seventeen points on the day was very disappointing. Um, I suppose they would have travelled with great expectation and hope after such positive performances against Galway and Kilkenny, and to fall in that manner. Um, will do little little good i suppose for for pat ryan and his side and it's how you're a group from a game like that is the real question and i'm going to let matt in here again now and sorry there matt you were talking about the manager i was just saying there about the impact of the the loss to cork but you continue there with extra management and you can go on then into just that cork game that i suppose will probably set back limerick a small bit yeah, it will, and apologies there for the breakdown. It, um, unfortunately, it's here at my end, the Gremlins of this week, Jack. Anyway, okay, I, I put my hands up and and uh, condemned the service providers. Um, Martin Technology. For, 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 for shoddy service, and we're still don't, don't acknowledge it. Um, <coughs> yeah, <coughs> you could say it was a chastening lesson, but the overriding lesson that you get from the Cork game is the level that you have to reach to be able to compete for trophies. I think I think that's the one thing that has been brought home. But Limerick have played six games in, in so far this year. They, they've, they've won three of them. Now, they, they have lost the three games to what we would regard as the big three, Galway, Kilkenny and Cork. Now, uh, different levels of performances in, in, in all three. Spectacular performance that nearly overturned Kilkenny, who subsequently went on to win the league. And uh, a decent, I thought a very decent performance against Galway, were it not for the ability of Galway to create those three excellent goals, which were the difference in the finish. But a, a, a disappointing performance against Cork. And Pat Ryan came out immediately afterwards and he said that, that Limerick froze on the day. And that, that, that to me summed it up. Because it was it was one of those days that if if you were to win that monster championship, everything had to go right for Limerick, 
and uh, things had to go less than right for Cork. Now, it, it happened the other way around. Everything that uh, Cork were like a series of King Midas's out there on the pitch. Everything they turned to uh, turned to gold. And um, whilst, whilst, um, whilst Limerick, you know, nothing really went right for them. Now, they did have a, they did have um, a kind of a bit of a barnstorming finish, got, got a couple of scores and, and uh, put a more respectable look on, 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 on the scoreboard. But the overall consideration has to be that this is the level that, that Limerick have to get to if they're to be serious contenders for provincial league or All-Ireland honours. Now, the yeah. game against Wexford competed in Division 2, got to the semi-final, were beaten by Down in the semi-final, who um, were last year's All-Ireland Intermediate Championship. But you're right, there's a great tradition here of, of, of Komogi and Wexford, but they are coming out of a golden era now at the moment and are, are trying to reap. Met them in, in, um, in um, Croke two years ago in the Championship. It was probably, Jack, at a time when Wexford were at their lowest ebb in in terms of the shenanigans that were going on behind the scenes. And they really put it up to Limerick. Despite all that, they, they, they seemed, the players on the field that went out that day seemed to divorce themselves from all that was going on. And uh, were it not for a fine goal, an excellent goal, actually, that's the same day by Cueva Costello, what's new, um, uh, Limerick, Limerick could have been in trouble, but um, it, it, it was a result coupled with the win over Offaly that, that, that particular year that, that put Limerick into the knockout stages. And that in, 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 in that sense, it was a groundbreaking, um, a groundbreaking result. Now, I, 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 I would see the, 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 the composition of the group that Limerick are competing in in the Camogie Championship. I think you've Tipperary at a higher level than the other three. And it's going to be dog eat dog. A dog fight of, 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 of huge proportions between Limerick, Wexford and Offaly for that other quarterfinal place. So it is absolutely crucial that, that, they, that for that reason that they get off to a winning start. And for another reason that it's crucial that they get off to a winning start, Jack, is because Limerick's remaining two games are away from home. We, we travel to Tipperary the following week and then we, we, we finish the campaign with, with, with a trip to Offaly. So it, it's huge. I think Limerick can get the win. They, they certainly would have to benefit um, from their run in, in Division 1 of, of the of the Camogie the League. They will have to benefit um for not notwithstanding the final result, they will have to benefit from their result from their run in, in, in the Munster Championship. I think it's teed up for a Limerick win, but it's not going to be easy. But I think they may just get over the line. Yeah, it certainly won't yeah. be easy. But the best look to Pat Ryan and his squad, five o'clock this Saturday in Newcastle. Anyone to watch that game, you're to hear from Matt, who will be on Coke, comes for the stream. I suppose just not before we move on from Kamogi, Matt, um, it was a disappointing night. I suppose disappointing has been the keyword um, today for some reason. But um, the Miners in the Munster Minor A Kamogi final lost out 219 to 7 points against Cork. Um, I suppose there's a, there's a bit of, of a gap in the scoreline, but it probably reflects more on Cork's dominance than a, a, a bad loss for Limerick, who 
in the minor eight did themselves a huge credit. They did, and um, it, it, it's alarming um, uh, that that one county has gone so far ahead of the rest. And th that that's not a criticism of Cork; it's actually a compliment to them um, for for um, the, the the way that they, they do things right. But I, I I just wonder at the end of the day, taking a more global look at it, um, is it any good for Camogie? Because um, like Limerick went into that monster final last night. Now, the, um, believe it or not, a venue, a neutral venue, could not be found to to stage the game. Went to the toss of a coin, and um, Cork won the toss. Um, but um, the result would worry me, Jack. The the, the lopsided result of 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 the the result would worry me. But equally worrying is the fact that. Um, this was a Limerick team that had beaten Tip and had beaten Clare. So where for Clare and where for Tip and where for Limerick? Had Cork gone that far ahead of, of, of the entire rest of the province? Unfortunately, um, from a competitive point of view, I think it is the case. And um, unfortunately, I think that it's, it's not serving the game. Um, it's not serving the game well. <coughs> like um, basically, um, is is the monster underage competitions are they evolving and developing into a Leinster Senior Football Championship scenario, where where um, it, it, it's regarded as success if you get the Leinster final to be beaten by Dublin. You know, yeah. I I everybody is crying wolf about that, but you know. I, I, I think it's a serious, from, from a Komogi point of view, um, it's a serious situation, I think, and it needs to be addressed now. I don't have the answers as, as to how it might be addressed. But Limerick play Cork again in the All-Ireland series in August. You know, so like, can they turn it around? Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a tough ass turning around, but look, the best look to, to Chris Martell on his side, and look, it, it's good to see Limerick getting to these finals. It can only do good for them to just experience um, playing in finals. I know minor might have been first time for all the Cork players as well, but the more finals you play, and the more used to them you get, the, the less nerves to play a part. But anyways, uh, onwards and upwards for them, even in defeat, like the, the footballers. Okay, I suppose the more you get there, the more you want to win them. You know, let's hope that would be the situation. You know. Yeah. And obviously, uh, this weekend, it's going to be with the senior Camogie side. We'll have the, the minors back in Ireland action very soon. I suppose that's it for the games, Matt. I just, as soon as we have that bit of time not having previewed the hurling, just um, it was announced today that the, the Connacht final is being moved to Crow Park to facilitate 18,000. Now, that's next weekend. But this weekend, Limerick versus Cork will have 7,000. The Leinster final will have 18,000. Was there scope for... Munster J to move the Munster final out of Crow Park or would and get more fans there or would that have taken away from what what's your stance on that? Well um, my opinion is divided on it. Um uh, pragmatically I suppose in 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 circumstances it, it would probably be a runner in 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 that you know you get 18,000 into the Munster final. Um <coughs> but 
we, we discussed it in the podcast now, and I'm not wanting to repeat anything that will appear in the Munster Final podcast, but the, the Munster Final is a very, very special occasion, a very, very, very unique occasion. Very unique, and, and um, it, 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 the, the thing about it is it's unique to the province of Munster. And um, like the, 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 whether it's in Tullus, whether it's in Limerick, whether it's in in in, um, in Cork, or the odd trip down to Killarney, that that there is a special special atmosphere about the Munster final. Whether you would lose that atmosphere by 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 taking it to Croke Park, um, I'm pretty sure you'd lose a certain amount of it, especially with eighteen thousand in 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 Croke Park. But a lot of the Munster final, um, of course, uh, and a lot of the special occasion is, of course, the colour, um, the going and the toing, the, the going and the coming from the final on the way to the final, and in the hostelries on the way to the final, and the build up and the mingling of the fans, and that would all be diluted in Croke Park, I, 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 I would imagine. Um, look, I have mixed feelings about it. Um, you know, for one year as a solution, um, I I would be happy to go along with it. Um, but um, uh, no, um, the the monster final should be played in 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 Munster where at all possible, in my view, Jack. Yeah, I I go along with that way, and I know the Leinster final was brought to Hurlis a few years back. That's I because of a Michael Bublé concert. Um, I suppose we're in a different time now where it's not been moved, but. I just think seven thousand in Carlis. Well, not, well, these are the, the, that is like chalk and cheese. No, actually. Oh, I know. I, yeah, I know. Yeah. The the, the the Leinster final, and this is not degradating the Leinster final for one minute. It doesn't have the same level of attraction, nor generate the same level of atmosphere. And anywhere, Kilkenny and Galway. I was just about to, to rant into about Kilkenny and Galway. Um, I suppose it is a tricky one for everyone involved. Um, do you want more fans at these games or do you want to have it at its home venue? I can only, I was in the Gaelic Crowns last Saturday, it was three and a half thousand of us. Um, felt like a real month's championship day. Now I know attendances for the, the football championship of Limerick are going to be lower. That's just the way it is around here. But there was there was great noise. Um, if you double that in Turles, a Munster final day, I think you will get a good atmosphere. I think for the players themselves, going from zero to 7,000 will make a huge difference um, because they went from 50,000 to 80,000 down to zero. So I think getting it back up slowly will be good for players. It's a tricky one. I think I'd rather go to Turles than go to Crow Park. Um, I think in Crow Park, 18,000 in an 8,000-seater stadium is very noticeable considering only one terrace. I think the terrace is last and we can... The Gaelic rounds might only had two, three hundred, and they looked fairly packed. It was spread out, um, so it is an interesting one. Um, there'll be seven thousand. Hopefully, Limerick can get through that, get into a semi final. That will be played in Crow Park. You'd imagine that will be three, two or three weeks away at least. You'd be hoping if you could get thirty to forty thousand there. Things are going well. There's people getting vaccinated. Um, they have the one jab vaccine now for eighteen, thirty-four year olds. So. We're training in the right direction. It's hard. It's hard to know how how it'll go. Um, what the story will be in the summer. There's new variant and things. But I take seven thousand in in Crow Park or in Thurles over eighteen in Crow Park. That's just me. Um, Matt was giving his opinion. I think he was edging that way. 
Um, I'm hopeful he's coming back on because we want to talk about, about Barry Landers, who won the South uh, Senior League last night. They beat Ula 12 points to 7. I know Matt will be keen to discuss Barry Landers, but um, I don't know if, he, if he's coming back. It might be a nice way to end it. Just to go through the games at the weekend, we have the Munster final, uh, quarter past four, Parky Weave this Sunday for the 7,000. Lucky enough to attend and wish you a great day. The Munster finals are a very, very special day, one, one a year. To hear more about the Munster final, tune in tomorrow. We'll be on myself, Matt, and Kieran. We recorded this morning. Um, Kieran, uh, as usual, gives in his brilliant tidbits and things like that and has obviously experienced playing the Munster final. Days football versus Derry, 2 o'clock Sunday, Kinnegad. They'll be live on the LJFA portal. And then on Saturday, um, to start off the weekend, I suppose, the senior Camogie side in action against Wexford in Newcastle from 5. That'll be streamed live as well. I don't think we're going to have Matt back. So a huge thanks to Matt, as always. A huge thanks to all of you for tuning in. Uh, feel free to comment afterwards, and we'll get back to you. Um, but everyone, enjoy a brilliant weekend of Limerick GA action, and thank you for tuning in. The impression the game we get all with what you put into is like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go out and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Phil Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, it's Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Limerick went out there from the work court today. No more about him. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? There's no sympathy in this game for anybody. 